Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The whole time you were talking about this, just right now, my face got more and more uncomfortable. Like, it was like, eesh. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. How's it going over there? Hey, Shannon. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy weekend. Oh, wait. It's Monday. Oh, no. How was your weekend? (laughs) It was good. Yeah, we went to go see your parents. Yeah, I love getting to see them. And they are in the middle of a move. So we were able to help them with boxes and packing up stuff and telling them it's all going to be okay. (laughs) Everybody loves moving. No one. Which is not true at all. No one more than my parents. No, they don't love it. It's just a thing they do. It's the worst if I never have to do it again I mean we plan on not doing it for maybe another 20 or 30 years or so that sounds perfect yeah that sounds great we didn't get any new reviews so sad day Shannon sad day so you can always leave us a review on Apple podcast or on Stitcher and it makes a really big difference so We'd really appreciate it if you'd be willing to spend a little time doing it. And to everyone who's listening, who's already done it, thank you. You're the greatest. We read every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give us another one to read. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Right. And you can tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And you can email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. That's right. You're probably washing your hands wrong and don't even know it, experts say. I'm tired of these experts always trying to tell me I'm doing stuff wrong. I'm doing it fine. I think hand washing is really important because it's the number one thing to do to prevent the spread of illnesses. I think I'd rather just keep rolling that dice, Shannon. (laughs) Why? You rolling the dice affects me. I don't know how you... Oh, man. Like you're washing your hands all the time. I do think the latest time that I washed my hands, I did it properly. But all other times... Is it because you already read this story? Yeah. Hmm. This was written by my colleague Joel Shannon. Let me guess what you have to do to do it properly. You stand in the sink (laughs) and you splash it all around for 45 minutes. Ugh. And then you get out of the sink and then don't touch anything else for the rest of the day. Is that it? Did I get it? (laughs) Does that answer? Is that enough of an answer? (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get it. Not even close. Hmm. Ridiculous. I feel like that might be that close. Would make more of a mess. Maybe get more germs on more people. Yeah, but not you. That's the important part. <laughs> what? It's a skill you probably learned as a toddler, but most people in the USA still haven't mastered it. Washing your hands. Multiple studies show people don't wash their hands as much as they should. And when they do, they often do it ineffectively. Many people don't see the problem. Mindy Brashears is the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Deputy Undersecretary for Food Safety. She told USA Today, quote, People think that they do wash their hands properly. They have this concept of, yes, I've done it correctly, unquote. That misconception concerns experts who worry that widespread bad hand-washing techniques could allow diseases such as the new coronavirus, COVID-19, to spread more easily. So why should you wash your hands? When done correctly, hand-washing prevents the spread of germs, helping to keep you and others healthy. A study published in December suggests the worldwide spread of disease could be significantly lowered if more people traveling through 10 key airports would wash their hands correctly. The study's co-author, Christos Nucleides, a fellow at the MIT Sloan School of Management, said in a news release that the majority of travelers constantly contaminate the things they touch with the germs they carry on their hands. Nicolades told USA Today, quote, If we go to any airport in the world, on average, we find that one out of five people will have clean hands, unquote. Raising the number of travelers to three in five could slow the global spread of disease by almost 70 percent, the study suggests. In the face of a possible coronavirus pandemic spreading primarily through travel, experts said that good hand-washing habits should be taken more seriously. Brashears said, quote, if people would just wash their hands, it would go a long way to preventing the spread of illnesses, unquote. Statistically, you are probably not washing your hands correctly. Brashears cited USDA studies about hand-washing during food prep involving raw meat, when most people know they should wash their hands. People were recorded while they prepped the food, and researchers reviewed the footage to see whether people effectively washed their hands. Nearly everyone did it wrong. Brashears said, quote, I have been very stunned at the data. People didn't wash long enough. They forgot the soap sometimes. They accidentally cross-contaminated food. Brashears said this is why hand-washing education is a priority. She said, quote, we don't want to wait for the next catastrophic event, unquote. Even I know... Soap is an important factor in that. <laughs> it's pretty nuts that there's that many people who struggle with this stuff. Getting your hands just wet is probably like just the worst thing you can do. You know what's the worst thing you can do, I think? What's that? Uh, trying to stand in the sink and, and splash, around splash around the water. For 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yeah. The 45 minutes, I think, is... It's too long. I mean, I didn't mention the soap part of that because I thought it was implied. Mm. Well, I just assumed that you were not making sense, just thinking that rinsing would do something. It's bad advice. So how should you wash your hands? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends a four-step process. One, wet your hands with clean running water. To save water, turn off the tap while applying soap. Two, for at least 20 seconds, scrub your hands. That's about the amount of time it takes to sing happy birthday twice. Three, rinse your hands well. And four, dry your hands using a clean towel. I do not have that kind of time, Shannon. <laughs> 20 seconds? Yeah. You were going to do 45 minutes. No, no, no. I wasn't planning on doing it. I just assumed that's 
that was my worst case scenario uh, of how long these people, these experts, are claiming you have to do this for. And 20 seconds is pretty close to <laughs> that worst case scenario. Some hand-washing mistakes might seem obviously wrong, but people do them all the time, according to Brashear. For example, you need both soap and water to effectively wash your hands. Not just water. And not just soap. Other misconceptions are less obvious. The CDC says hot water doesn't kill any more germs and can irritate your hands, so the agency recommends cold or warm water. That's good to know. The agency says there's no measurable benefit to antibacterial soaps. Even careful hand washers may miss this one. It's not just your palms and fingers that need to be washed. Germs can hide under your nails in high concentrations. The CDC says it's important to scrub there. Does hand sanitizer work? Though the CDC prefers soap and water because they are effective at reducing all germs, hand sanitizers are a good substitute if you don't have another option. The CDC says sanitizers work best in clinical settings and are less effective against heavily soiled or greasy hands. I already knew all this, Shannon. Oh. I knew it and have been refusing to do it. (laughs) I don't think I've seen you spending 20 seconds. And it's just, what are all the different ways, like, do you just keep... Doing kind of a circular motion with yeah, your two just doing hands. Yeah, a little like this. I think you're supposed to interlace your fingers and maybe even try to get it like underneath the nails a little bit. I only have so much time during the day, Shannon. And uh, I think all I can spare is maybe five seconds at most. Mm. That's That's tops. But you know what helps more than spending all that time washing your hands, just avoid touching uh, coronavirus. <laughs> just don't touch it, and it doesn't touch you, you know? We have an interactive at USA Today about the amount of germs we have on our hands and the different ways, the different techniques for washing your hands. I have a lot of germs on my hands, but we have an agreement, me and the germs, They help fight off the really bad ones, like the coronavirus. So if I were washing it that much, then Mm. it would be... It's like the whole, like, gut biome thing. Like, I've got a very balanced ecosystem on the the outside of my body. And uh, I think washing my hands for 20 seconds would just throw it off. But you're supposed to be a role model. To whom? People listening. I think people listening know by now they should not listen to my (laughs) advice yeah let's really emphasize that for everyone yeah the the hand washing interactive is really interesting because there's really a lot to a lot to do like interlacing fingers and scrubbing the backs of fingers and fingernails in a cupped palm with fingers together do you know how quickly you'd be labeled a crazy person at work if you were just singing happy birthday all the time while you washed your hands? Probably pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that I would think be good for my career. think it in your head. When I think sing happy birthday, it takes about two seconds. <laughs> That's weird. No. You're not think singing the whole song. You gotta, no, no, I, I you gotta just think, think sing the whole song. I just think... Sing faster than you, Shannon. (laughs) Real 
ID applications may be getting faster in effort to meet October deadline. This was written by my colleague Curtis Tate. This is great news because 100% you and I are going to wait till the last minute. (laughs) Federal officials will let states allow real ID applicants submit the required documents electronically and in an effort to help states meet an October 1st deadline for enhanced driver's licenses. Anyone who plans on flying domestically from then on must have a form of identification that's compliant with a 2005 law aimed at improving transportation security. According to the Department of Homeland Security, nearly 100 million Americans now have driver's license that meet the new standards. However, Chad Wolf, the acting DHS secretary, said two-thirds of Americans still lack a compliant license. That includes you and me. That's right. Wolf said in a statement, quote, ensuring every state is real ID compliant by October is one of the department's top priorities. While progress has been made, the real work is still ahead, unquote. The U.S. Travel Association testified to a Senate subcommittee in October that 78,500 travelers could be turned away from airport security checkpoints when the requirement takes effect, potentially costing the U.S. economy more than $40 million in travel-related spending. I don't see why it would cost money because... Those dum-dums probably already bought their tickets. So. <laughs> but then it's all the other stuff that doesn't happen. Like you know, the lack of they Uber get... rides from the airport. and No, they're already at the airport. They're being turned away at the airport. <laughs> Maybe the the... $20 hamburger you were going to buy once you were at your mm. gate. That's Maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe. <laughs> the association's executive vice president of public affairs and policy, Tori Barnes, called the move by DHS a step forward. Still, she said the department needs to make significant policy changes. Barnes said in a statement, quote, the challenge remains that tens of millions of Americans do not yet possess real ID compliant identification, and we won't solve the issue by pushing people to the DMV. Unquote. The department had solicited ideas from the public, the states, and the private sector on how to speed up the process. DHS adopted the idea of electronic submission of documents, and it may consider others. Wolf said, quote, rest assured, our department will continue to examine other viable options to improve upon this process and continues doing everything it can to inform Americans on the requirement to obtain a real ID before the full enforcement deadline later this year. Unquote. Previously, Real ID applicants were required to gather their documentation before going to their state motor vehicle department. Should states choose to allow electronic submission of these documents, it would save time for applicants. Applicants will still need to bring the required documents in person so they can be compared to the electronic submissions. What? How is that saving time then? <laughs> if I never had to go to the DMV again, I would take that option. Applicants will need to check with their state motor vehicle departments to find out what forms of documentation are acceptable. For example, here's what California requires. A proof of identification that includes their date of birth and full name. Acceptable documents include valid, unexpired U.S. passport or passport card, original or certified U.S. birth certificate, valid, unexpired permanent resident card, a social security card, a W-2 form, or a pay stub that includes their social security number. Proof of address. Acceptable documents include utility bill, mortgage bill, deed or title to residential property, insurance documents, rental or lease agreement. Are there travel ID alternatives? Real ID compliant forms of identification don't just include driver's licenses. A passport or a passport card meets the requirement, as do global entry cards for U.S. travelers returning from overseas. Compliant driver's licenses usually have a star at the top. Michigan, New York, Vermont, Minnesota, and Washington State issue enhanced licenses. 
marked by a flag that meet the Real ID requirements. Enrollment in the Transportation Security Administration's pre-check program does not make travelers compliant with Real ID requirements. We covered a story about the Real ID a while ago. Um, I mean, so long ago, I can't even remember exactly when it was. Maybe it was even like a year ago or, or six months ago on our podcast. And you, you and I have taken zero steps towards doing it since, uh, since we did that story. The whole time you were talking about this, just right now, my face got more and more uncomfortable. Like, it was like, eesh. You and I one time had a trip to Iceland. Oh, you're going to tell everybody about this? And we realized the day before that you had an expired passport. So that's probably what's going to happen with this real ID as well. <laughs> we'll have to figure out some sort of rush option. I I think at this point, as long as we get it before our passports expire, then I think we'll probably be okay. You just think that now we're going to need to bring our passports on every flight we take? Yeah, until we, until we get one. Oof. I'm actually kind of looking forward to October uh, because... It's been a really long time since I've had a fake ID. So now, <laughs> now that's what I'll be able to say. I'll be like, hey, look at my fake ID. Sure makes you feel cool, huh? Yeah. I mean, we could get this stuff together. I don't know where they get off saying real ID. I mean, I can touch my current ID. <laughs> it's not part of my imagination. It's real to me, Shannon. It's real to me. <laughs> and last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Mediterranean diet could help healthy aging. I'm pretty sure when they say that, they don't mean just eat a ton of hummus and pita bread, <laughs> even though that's what I hear. <laughs> That's what you wish it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're wanna, hearing. I don't want to eat like fish or anything, mm. but hummus and pita bread, put it in my oh, body. Oh, yeah. What happened to winter and where's the polar vortex? I don't miss it. <laughs> Here's why you can't get an Oculus Quest and what's coming soon. I don't know what an Oculus Quest is and why I can't get it, but all I know is that I want one. It's the hard-to-get VR hit of the 2019 holiday season, a $400 headset. Based on how often I use my current Oculus headset, <laughs> do you think I should get an Oculus no, Quest? definitely not. <laughs> Have a bad Uber experience? Now you can report the ride as it's happening. I usually report it while it's happening anyway, just I report it to you. <laughs> me a little text message and <laughs> while we're in the same car so far you've done nothing to make it better oh <laughs> what a lack of accountability on my part is instagram bringing back the old timeline i hope so <laughs> you don't even know what it is i have no idea <laughs> if it makes it easier for people to see those two pictures i took of atlantic city many years ago then <laughs> And I say they bring it back. <laughs> this mirror tells you if your skincare products are working. What does it tell you if you aren't using any skincare products? 
tells you you're old. You look bad. <laughs> the Orion, Cincinnati's King's Island, completes new Giga Coaster. Sounds like it would hurt my back. <laughs> what an old man you are. It's true. <laughs> Colorado artist uses snowshoes to make outdoor art. In other news, the snowshoe supply is running very thin in Colorado. <laughs> Many people have gotten trapped in the snow while looking at some dumb guy's <laughs> art. Bob Saget knows you think you know him. You don't. Who? Bob Saget. Get it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know him. <laughs> Harrison Ford has no idea what a force ghost is. When J.J. Abrams asked Harrison Ford to have Han Solo return to Rise of Skywalker, Ford's response was, Are you kidding? I'm dead. Spoiler alert, Shannon. Ooh. Yeah, he should watch some of the movies he was in. <laughs> Whitney Houston returns to the stage in a hologram tour. Speaking of force ghosts... Prince Harry and wife Duchess Meghan are breaking free of the royal family starting March 31st. I'll mark it on my calendar, Shannon. <laughs> I'll write it in as I don't care day. <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News... Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I tell my husband the news as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.